Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. I'm Paul Catalina. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, Dallas's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in Dallas and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? So much to get to today. I'm glad I didn't record this show when I initially wanted to because so much has happened since all of that. First of all, in the NFL, Tom Brady just announced that he is no longer going to be a Patriot and his football journey will take him elsewhere. That's neither here nor there for this podcast other than the overarching theme of the NFL, but I will talk about it later in the show. But first off, let's get to some Cowboys news, including the ripple effects of the DeAndre Hopkins trade from Houston to Arizona. Huge ripple effects there around the league, but certainly for the Cowboys. First off, let's recap. Dak Prescott, exclusive rights free agent, at least $33 million on a one-year deal if that deal does not get done by July 15th. Secondly, Amari Cooper, five years, $100 million, $60 million guaranteed. He's in. Maybe a little bit more expensive because they couldn't get this deal done beforehand. The Redskins certainly drove up that price, making a very strong offer to him. But Amari Cooper stays in Dallas as he wanted to the whole time and even got into the market a little bit driving his price up he's now the second highest paid receiver in the league Blake Jarwin he stays 9 million or so guaranteed on a 3 year deal whether that's a good thing for the Cowboys remains to be seen but he certainly has shown some playmaking ability But that also means Jason Witten more than likely out the door and not coming back next year. And I'm not sure Jason Witten's going to play in the NFL this year, but we'll see. And if Jason Witten does play, I assume it'll be with a team that he can win a Super Bowl with. We went over that on podcast number one. And some out-the-door news. Already, Byron Jones, now the highest-paid cornerback in NFL history. He's on his way to the Dolphins, who have the other highest-paid cornerback in NFL history in Xavier Howard, who is a Baylor grad. A lot of money locked up in that position, but the Dolphins are serious. Byron Jones, ex-Howard, in their secondary. That's a hole the Cowboys will have to fill. And now to the trickle-down effect of the DeAndre Hopkins trade. As most of you probably know, DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth-round pick go to the Cardinals from the Texans for David Johnson and a second-round pick. So that means Will Fuller, now the number one, presumably in Houston. Kenny Stills moves up the depth chart there. And so they'll need another receiver. They sign Randall Cobb, three-year deal, $18.75 million. So Randall Cobb, a player I think a lot of Cowboys fans thought would stay because of his relationship with Mike McCarthy, 
He's out the door. As a matter of fact, I went to the Mike McCarthy introductory press conference at the Star in Frisco, and there are only two players there, both with Wisconsin ties. One of them was Travis Frederick, Wisconsin center in his college career, and the other one was former Packer Randall Cobb. I think a lot of us assume, like, oh, that means he wants to stay in Dallas. And maybe he did. He and his wife loved it, but money talks. Byron Jones probably wanted to stay in Dallas, but money talks. And for all of you who get mad at a player who left for more money, you'd do it too. Loyalty only goes so far when it, you're talking about dollar bills. If the Cowboys don't want to get overextended on these guys, it's wise. They've got one of the two big fish in for the long term. Now they can focus on Dak Prescott, and I do think that that deal gets done probably well before July 15th. But it gets done. A wild, wild, wild first day and change in NFL free agency. And that was just the, the recap. We're only five minutes in, guys. This free agency is going to be a little bit nuts. And maybe it seems nuts because we're all cooped up because of COVID-19, the coronavirus. There's no other sports. The NFL actually wanted to push free agency back a little bit because of the look of free agents cashing in, getting big deals. While a lot of the people, a lot of you probably listening to this, are facing uncertain short-term and maybe even long-term futures because of this virus. Don't know what your industry is going to be like. I'm in sports radio. Believe me, we are nervous. We don't know what's going on. A lot of you don't, but the Players Association, they pushed back on that and wanted to keep it where it was, and I can't say that I blame them. If we all had the same kind of sway to make sure that we got things locked up right now, long-term financial stability, we would all do it too, given the volatility of our world right now. So I don't begrudge the players one bit for keeping that the same. I do wonder how free agency is affected by the fact that you can't go to places. And maybe there's some immediacy, there's some urgency, there's phone calls as opposed to being on the ground in a place. Talked to an NFL agent yesterday on my talk show here in in Waco, Texas. And he said it it remains to be seen how that really affects things. That sometimes guys can't get there. It might really more affect them because deals happen in the legal tampering period before you've taken a visit because you can't. So all these big deals are happening now. All of them are happening because of phone calls and FaceTimes and things like that. They can't officially visit places and and get those things done until Wednesday. So all this is going on before anybody's ever taken a visit, really. But I think it maybe affects more of the second wave of guys who weren't going to get big deals or guys who got released or guys on their last contract trying to find that fit. That that's where it will really affect it. All right, let's get into Cowboys issues before I just ramble on about overarching NFL issues. 
Dak Prescott. Exclusive franchise tag. So that ends any of the wild and silly, stupid speculation that the Cowboys are anywhere else on their quarterback other than Dak Prescott. He's going to make at least $33 million, if not somewhere closer to 40. By the time he signs his deal, at least for a little while, before Patrick Mahomes signs his, he'll be the highest paid quarterback in football or really close to it. Don't know what Tom Brady's going to get wherever he signs now. Don't know what Drew Brees is going to get for his last little run back in New Orleans. But one would assume that Dak Prescott will be a top three paid quarterback until the next wave and the next wave and the next wave. I think the disconnect from the Cowboys and Dak Prescott is a lot of quarterbacks now aren't signing seven, eight-year deals. Some of them are. But if you look at the structure of the Kirk Cousins deal in Minnesota, he signed a three-year fully guaranteed deal. This is the third year of that. Now, he's just signed another extension. They keep it short-term so that they can keep competitive with the market pricing of quarterbacks. I think that's what Dak wants. The Cowboys obviously want to do it for a longer term so they can keep that number down. I think that's kind of a fool's errand on the part of the Cowboys. Keep it short. Keep that number fair. The salary cap is just going to go up and up and up and up. The new streaming deal and television deal is coming in the coming months. That's going to put a lot more money into things. Absolutely, there's going to be some changes in the structure of the NFL. And how the salary cap works. So don't fret if you're a fan and wonder, oh, what's going to happen with the salary cap? It's never really a problem anymore for teams. They've all figured it out. The Cowboys haven't really been in salary cap jail for a while. So teams have this figured out, especially the Cowboys. Things have been great for them for a while when it comes to the salary cap. They've been flexible, and plus you can always refi, so to speak, and kick the can down the road. But Dak Prescott's going to get a big deal. He's going to be the Cowboys quarterback for the foreseeable future, and that's a good thing. They know it. They can lean in. All right, let's get to Amari Cooper. This one is probably going to inspire a little bit of controversy given how Amari Cooper ended the year and how he was a little up and down last year, didn't play well on the road, had a ton of injuries. He's getting $60 million guaranteed and an average of $20 million a year. Second highest paid receiver, only behind fellow Crimson Tide alum Julio Jones for the Atlanta Falcons. And I have a feeling that DeAndre Hopkins might pass him when he renegotiates. One of the reasons that DeAndre Hopkins got traded was because he wanted to tear up his contract with three years left. Bill O'Brien didn't think that was necessary. Now, Bill O'Brien traded him way too fast for way too little, especially given that Stefan Diggs got a first-round pick and three other picks with him. Way, way different 
than what the Texans got for that. But I digress. Back to Amari Cooper. This was the third jewel in the crown after Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott. They're all locked up. They'll all be Cowboys. The triplets, the new version, is intact. The offensive line is intact. Is Amari Cooper going to be worth this money? He's only 26 years old. He's been spectacular at times. His route running is next level amazing when he's healthy. He is a crazy hard worker. He is a crazy good teammate. But, but, he is at times absent during games. No getting around that. That's just a fact of life of the Amari Cooper world. The Cowboys think that last year was mostly based on injuries. And as a person who covers the team, I can tell you that Amari Cooper was not comfortable most of the year. Starting in training camp with his heel, and then it's like it moved up his leg to his knee. Towards the end of the year, he just had a really bad knee issue that he could play through, but was just not not feeling good. And for a guy who relies on speed and precision and route running, not good. So the question will remain, can Amari Cooper live up to that deal? I think he can, especially in the short term. And the deal runs out when he's 31. I doubt he'll be there after he's 31. But maybe. Hope he is. Hope he continues to produce. But just 26. They gave up a first-round pick for him two years ago. So you absolutely have to make sure you get more than a season and a half out of him to make that first-round pick worth it. And I think Amari Cooper will surprise a lot of people. He absolutely will. Which now brings us to Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb would have been a nice piece to have back for the Cowboys. Really nice piece. But I don't think they were going to go three years and 18.75 like the Texans did. No one's really sure what Bill O'Brien is operating under right now. But because of that, because of the DeAndre Hopkins trade, there's a trickle-down effect. And because of that trickle-down effect, the Cowboys get affected and that Randall Cobb is now in Houston on a three-year deal. I don't think the Cowboys were going to go to three years, especially out of the gate, given all the other things that they have to do. This draft is deep in wide receivers. I don't think that Randall Cobb's departure makes this a first-round thing, unless that's the best player on the board. They have bigger needs, defensive line, cornerback, that they need to get to. But because this is a deep wide receiver draft, I could see them now addressing it pretty early. It's probably not going to be somebody like Henry Ruggs, But you never know what can happen in the second or third round. But I think I think they make that pick in the first two days. Second or third round, maybe go wide receiver. Deep wide receiver draft, deep cornerback draft. But with Gallup and Cobb, I'm sorry, Gallup, Cooper, Jarwin locked up. They've got some younger receivers that they like. There'll be a wide open competition. 
in camp. But who the third and fourth receivers are going to be because Tavon Austin's not going to be back. That all remains to be seen. Which brings us to our last piece, at least in the Cowboys news section, Byron Jones, now the highest paid cornerback in NFL history, $40 million in the first two seasons, which I saw someone tweet that's $20 million for career interception. And that's why you don't bring back Byron Jones. As good as he's been, as consistent as he's been, as good as he is in the locker room, they need cornerbacks who are going to get turnovers. I think that was, no, I don't think it. I know that was the biggest issue for the Cowboys last year and that they very rarely started on a short field. As a matter of fact, if you look at when they did that first Eagles game, they dominated teams. But if you can't start on a short field more often than not, you are going to be in trouble. Bottom line. And they did not do that consistently last year. Byron Jones is a a really solid player, really good player. But too rich for a lot of teams' blood, too rich for the Cowboys' blood, especially given everything that they've got going on and the people that they need to re-sign and the people that they need to look at. So what does that mean? How do you replace him? Well, Cheeto Awuzie, Jordan Lewis, still on the roster. Anthony Brown's a free agent as well. I think they have very real interest in Broncos cornerback Chris Harris. We'll see how you know out of control that that bidding gets on him. He's a veteran guy. Probably not going to cost you a lot of years or a lot of money, especially not compared to a young guy you know, in his, in his sixth season like Byron Jones is. But that's where you got to look. And, of course, the draft, they're going to have to address – defensive back, including safety. They're going to have to really address it. And Mike McCarthy's drafted a bunch of defensive backs in his last few drafts in Green Bay. It's a position of need. It's a position he thinks they need to have a lot of depth in. So I believe we'll see that addressed coming up in April at the draft, which I don't know if they're still going to send Roger Goodell to Vegas and have him up there alone, or if they're just going to put some cameras you know, somewhere in a cool-looking ballroom where he can walk up and every few minutes, you know, say what the pick is in front of a few people who will clap for him. Hopefully by that time we'll be able to gather in groups of larger than 50, so maybe they can have some sort of small gathering. But who knows right now with the uncertainty. I want to get into some NFL issues just before the end of the podcast here. And the biggest one among them is that Tom Brady is no longer going to be a New England Patriot. After 20 fantastic years, six Super Bowl wins, all of those Super Bowl appearances, nine Super Bowl appearances, the greatest quarterback of all time, like so many before him, Joe Montana. Joe Namath, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, all wound up playing somewhere else. And as his football journey takes him elsewhere, I just can't imagine what the people of Boston are feeling right now. Maybe next time we'll get one of the Believe in the 
Patriots people, a Believe Bostonite on here just to talk about what a gut punch sport-wise the last couple months have been. First, Mookie Betts gets traded to the Dodgers for basically nothing. And full disclosure, I'm a lifelong Red Sox fan and that one kills me. And then Tom Brady decides he's going to leave. And Boston, nobody should feel that sorry for Boston sports. Between the Red Sox, Celtics, Bruins, and Patriots, they have had so many freaking parades. No one should feel sorry for them. But it's a massive sports story and the end of an era in the NFL. And one final thought on the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Bill O'Brien is either lost and delirious or he's a mad scientist. And this is going to work out fantastically for him. But there have been absolute ripple effects throughout the league. Stefan Diggs, that trade was better. This trade was essentially the same as the one that the Ravens sent Hayden Hurst to Atlanta for. So what is Bill O'Brien thinking? No one really knows. And of course, the effect on the Cowboys, as we talked about earlier, now Randall Cobb is in Houston and not Dallas. So much more stuff to talk about this week as it comes down. As it comes down, we'll have podcasts. I don't know how many we'll do this week. I might do several because we're about to all have a bunch of time on our hands. So I'll keep you up to date with the latest information on free agency, what that means for the Cowboys, how the ripple effect happens, what it means for the upcoming draft, what it means that they have to do. Because again, there's some other guys you could leave, a la Robert Quinn. who as of this taping had not left yet or at all, but he's going to garner some interest. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe to us. Rate us on iTunes. Send me your questions. Paul Catalina, C-A-T-A-L-I-N-A at iCloud.com. I am happy to answer all your questions. Tweet me at Paul Catalina or send me a DM on Instagram at Paul Catalina 56. So much going on NFL free agency wise. And thank God because the sports world is at a halt right now. Again, thank you for listening to believe in the Cowboys podcast. We'll be back up very soon as we react to all the news. Going on in NFL free agency, especially when it pertains to the Cowboys. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe out there. Be respectful. Respect the social distancing. We'll get through this. Air hug somebody. Long distance high five. And we're going to get through this. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you again really, really soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.